we acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land. We also pay our respects to elders past and present. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello beautiful humans and welcome to another episode of Feeling Nostalgic, a podcast where we look at the pop culture moments that shaped us. I'm your host Demi Lynch and look, I'm going to be honest here, it feels weird making this podcast with everything going on in the world, particularly in Gaza right now. It feels weird creating this show that's all about pop culture when there's just so much devastation going on in the world and I like to always be open and honest with my listeners here and then also my followers at Kaleidoscope News. So yeah, I just wanted to share with you my conflicting feelings. I feel like we need to all keep talking about Gaza, keep talking about the Palestinians that are wrongfully being killed by the Israeli forces but then at the same time I know mental health is very important and sometimes we do need to take ourselves away from the news when we are in need of doing that because sometimes it could be detrimental to our mental health and obviously I know there's a very big privilege with that so yeah I think shows like this and then when you have like comfort tv shows and movies and Pop culture can really be a great way to take yourself away from the news when it is needed. And that is a that is by no means at all me saying like, oh, don't listen to the news at all. We need to listen to the news. We need to know what's happening right now. We need to stay informed. We need to stay vocal. But we need to make sure we take some time away from it so then we have the mental capacity to keep on fighting. I think that's a better way better way of wording it. I don't know how I worded it beforehand. It was just a bit of mumble jumble, but there you go. So I hope I can have this show as a form of distraction for everyone that is in need of just escaping for a little bit. So then they have the mental capacity to keep on fighting, keep voicing for the voiceless. Yeah. But anyway... Today on the show, we have media personality, reality star, and podcaster Evie Jones. She is the host of Two Girls, One Pod, and you may recognize her from the TV shows Snack Masters Australia, Postcards, and of course, a Gogglebox. During our chat, we talk all things foster dogs, dogs in general, her love of dogs, my love of dogs, (laughs) Gogglebox, of course. And dogs again. (laughs) So if you're someone that loves talking all things dogs, uh, this is the episode for you. I do want to give a trigger warning though. In this episode, we do talk about dogs that we have had in the past and we have like an open conversation about how nice it is to talk about pets that we've had and to talk about what they were like and stuff like that because it's really sad and hard when a pet passes away and you don't feel like you can talk about them anymore as much as you normally would when they were alive. So if you're someone that is recently struggling with the passing of a pet, just um, thought I'd just give you a bit of a warning that we do talk about that. But in a way, I think I'm really, really proud of, I have to say, I'm really proud of this conversation. 
So, yes. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Evie Jones, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and talking with me today. I'm such a fan. Hello, my dear. Oh, hello. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It is lovely to be here. It's lovely to meet face-to-face, even though I know it's through the internet. It's still lovely to meet face-to-face because I feel like I've just been stalking your Instagrams for years now and just following your stories with all your dogs, all your foster babies as well. So lovely to have you on. Yeah, I think we've done some voice messages, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, in the past, but um, it's mostly just been messaging. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just follow each other's stories. Your kaleidoscope... Oh, yeah. News is just wonderful. It's just oh, really great. You. Well done on that. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I just, I, before I get into anything, I do have to say, I'm absolutely loving what you're doing with Two Girls, One Pod. Thank you. I was very worried. I'm just like, oh, Angie's gone. But no, I'm just like, no, she's a killer interviewer. Like you were oh. doing amazing and getting amazing guests. Like, yeah. Just so, like, really fortunate Um, and it seems to be just taking off, like, more so than Nova ever thought. I Mm. knew it would and could and I said, trust me. (laughs) And they were like, (laughs) okay, um, prove it. And I was like, I will and I am. So, and you know, it's not just me. It's getting these amazing women on Mm. and – just letting them talk, you know, and it's just, I just, I find people so fascinating. So it's just this natural progression to go, to stick with the two girls um, name and yeah, just have a rotating seat and people are loving it, loving it. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Really, really happy with it. And I love the bonus episodes that you do each week as well. Oh, thank I love you. Them. <laughs> we were so going to do that, but um, people wanted it. So they were like, oh, you're not talking enough about what you've been up to because, you know, you're doing interviews. And I'm like, mm. do you want to know? <laughs> like, yeah. I was yes, like, oh, okay, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's good. It's really good. We need our useless facts of the week. Yes. I was just doing one just before we started. I was doing this week's one because I'm recording this afternoon. So coming up with my useless, useful facts. Angie used to call them useless and I'm like, they're not useless. (laughs) We'll use them. Look, I have a feeling the facts that I get told by you, I will be one day using them like when I do trivia nights because I do trivia nights with my friends every Friday night. So, you know, that that, that will be useful then. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And you, one day when you're 50 like me, you will have an entire back cat of useful trivia and mm-hmm. you'll be that person who just goes, did you know? And my friends and un- not friends, like people who meet me go, why do you know all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's decades upon decades of being interested in really weird trivia like just going did you know that Hitler only had one testicle like why do we know this who and Marilyn Monroe had six toes each like why do we know these things but they're fascinating what? oh that's apparently. interesting yeah You're yeah like- apparently see it's all apparently I apparently. you know I've never seen her toes her feet I should say but Apparently there were six on each, so there you go. 
Ah, interesting uh, fact of the day. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Hitler was only born with one testicle. Never saw it for myself. It's all allegedly. <laughs> you're like, oh, this, this sounds like such a bad comparison, but you're like a walking, um, what was it? Remember Libra pads used to have like the, the yes. fun sacks on the back of the wrappers? St- love those. That's, that's yes. stuff that I began like back, you know, when I was a teenager and then they yeah. sp- like started coming out with those in my 20s, I think. And I'll be like, mm. this is a great idea. It was Because I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'll just be stuck on the toilet for even longer. Mm. Be like, oh, this is fascinating. Yes. As he's slowly peeling back the wing. Yep. <laughs> I know. But the worst thing is it's like a fan tail. Sometimes it would be cut off. The end I bit. Hated so that. You'd... That was so frustrating. Yeah. And sometimes it'd just be the same facts all the time. Like uh. Libra, what are you doing? Yeah, up your game and facts. You know, up that... your fact game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so on the show at the beginning, I like to ask my guests what pop culture moments they are obsessed with at the moment. So that could be celebrity gossip, movies, TV shows, music. What pop culture? moments are you obsessed with right now right now I'm, I'm the pop culture I'm more into current affairs right now like I've gone mm. really political I've gone more news I've gone like I've started reading books and things like that that have taken me away from pop, pop culture because the pop culture that I recently have been quite obsessed with has been things as you have, I think, as well. Like things, you know, ever since um, Weinstein and Trump, and mm. you know, grabbing by the pussy and all of that kind of stuff, and the Me Too movement. Um, that was more the pop culture that really awakened me. Yeah. Um. So I find I've found that I've gone a little bit deeper with my what I'm being able to, I guess, look at, and mm. you know the all the conflicts that are happening in the world um, as well as political things and uh, human res- human rights issues and things like that. Um, I'm looking at a lot more and getting a lot more informed mm. than um, I ever wanted to be in the past. I find that pop culture, um, you know, the world that we live in with the Kardashians and reality TV um, – you know, Real Housewives and all of the dating shows. I just find them incredibly depressing. Mm. So the pop culture is really, for me, it, it kind of lets me down. Not let, it doesn't let me down. I, I, I feel a bit let down by where we're going in the world. And I, I think maybe this happened to my parents, like when, you know, because you, when you're younger and an old person starts ranting at you, you're like, oh, shut up. But all of a sudden things mean something to you. I think there's a mortality that happens at a certain age, maybe mid forties, that you start realizing your death is imminent because before that, you really do have this sense of you're going to live forever and everything's fun and, oh, I don't want to deal. And then all of a sudden the world becomes really fucking oh, important and you start wanting to solve shit and you start wanting to right wrongs. So the pop culture for me is 
it's not fun. It's almost like a, like I said, like a bit of a disappointment. So, you know, I see like the slap that Chris Rock got and the whole shit behind that and, you know, the Jada coming out just this week because she's written a book. So now she's saying all this stuff that, you know, Will and I have been separated for so long, years, and it's like, who cares? (laughs) My God. (laughs) You know, oh, Tupac um, asked me to to marry him in um, (laughs) – while he was in jail it's like oh my god how relevant are you trying to be there was a woman on tiktok that has completely taken what she said and her timeline and i'm more interested in people like that the yeah. researchers the mm-hmm. people who are behind the machines the pr machines they're like hmm you know the 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 people like um Tizzy Ent and Arnie, I can't think of her name, Aunt Aunt Someone on TikTok. They, you know, they go and find racist, the videos of someone abusing a Latina or a Latino and, uh, you know, someone of colour and then they go, let's find them. And I'm like, have these really, maybe I'm just old and grumpy, but I just love to see a Karen get taken down. Um, so, yeah, like the whole Jada new book they went through her timeline and went yeah he was already engaged to someone else and got married to her when he <laughs> left that particular jail that he was only in for one month so your timeline you know your facts aren't facting <laughs> I love people like that oh my god see so yeah those people I. I stand yeah yeah and I'm like <laughs> who has the time which is because a lot of us do have that kind of time but I'm like do you get paid for this? Because we're getting this for free. That's what I love about social media so much is the amount of shit we get for free that someone has poured their heart and soul into and sweat and tears to give us information just simply because they want us to know the truth. Yeah. It's like those people, there's this lawyer I follow on TikTok and she like gives PR advice to celebrities. Like say when yes. the whole Ashton Kutcher meal of happened. One. And yep. she was like giving legal advice like this is what you should do if you want to like survive this. You're going to yes. have to do this and this and yes. this. <laughs> I love so, it. I love so it good. so much. So smart. Love it. It's like how do we how did we get so lucky that we get this free mm. advice? So you'd have to pay yeah. for that. Last week I had um, Victoria Divine um on my podcast and at the end of oh such a great woman I said at the Mm -hmm. end why are we am I only finding this out and why are you telling everyone she goes because this should be free Mm -hmm. you should know this this is an education that you shouldn't have to pay a financial advisor to know I'm like God, I didn't know that. But she's right. It's a right we have to know about finances and to know about super and tax and all that stuff. It should be for free. So, um, I'm yeah, I like it. It's like there are WikiLeaks and all that kind of stuff. You know, Julian was doing the right, you know, he's just trying to keep – he's just trying to keep what – what's that saying? Keep the man – Fuck the man. Uh, Something. Fuck the man. Just or, keep, oh, keep fu- the bastards. Fuck the, 
honest, I yeah. think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll remember so like I'm in all a couple of days' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I all love, for those. Yeah. I do also have to say pop culture. I don't know if this is pop culture, Demi, but mm-hmm. um, the whole anti-vax, anti-lockdown, anti-COVID um, conspiracy rise up with QAnon, that has f- me fascinated as well. So, you know, really? I think that ties yeah. into the whole, you know, wanting to seek justice in the world and how much, you know, there was these 12 people basically who commandeered this whole, <laughs> these, you know, these millions of people to start believing in something just so they could get rich from these people yeah. and the rise like it's fascinating to me the rise of QAnon and the and conspiracy theories and how that has tied into so many different things um I think that as a pop culture because it happened with social media um was fascinating and frightening and still mm. is to watch yeah and it's also because I thought it was just something that was just going to stick when Trump was around and when yeah. COVID was at its peak. But no, it's still going. It's still going. I yeah, think there it's was a like juggernaut, a, isn't it? I think there was a movie that came out recently that was by someone that was like very in the in the world of QAnon. It was like, I don't know, it was like some movie to end about this guy claiming that, you know, he rescues children or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I just remember seeing that. And I'm just like, oh, God, that's a bit bit problematic for cinemas to take that in. Yep. That's right. Well, there was a real big divide with that one as well because of Mm. the agenda. Mm. That, you know, and, you know, all the Ashton stuff after Danny Masterson was jailed. You know, the stuff that came out with... You know, people who are trying to protect children who are really not protecting children at all and Ashton being, you know, a part of that. And, you know, it's quite a frightening world that we live in and there's a critical lens we need to have. But we also need to know who to trust from, I guess, their reputations and Mm -hmm. their past and transparency that, Oh, it's all, it's all, you know, sometimes I just can't sleep at night because of the shit that goes through my head and runs through my head. Thank God for Valium. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, considering what this week has been, like this past week, um, for listeners <sighs> right now, um, we are recording this the week after the the voice and um, the no results that... <sighs> The no result one, and then also the week after New Zealand voted in a conservative party for the first time in six years, and then also the attacks on Gaza. So yeah, I think it's, that's why we're probably just very much in a downer right now exhausted. because it's just yeah, all shit. It's just all yep, shit. Yep, yeah, and Cal Wilson died, one of the shiniest oh, humans in the world. Uh, you know, to have a light like that go out in a week that already was extremely depressing. Um, has it's yeah, it's been a very sad, sad shit house week for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it makes you (laughs) makes you want to. Well, there was someone on Sunday. We went and had a cow kind of get together, um, a few of us, and we made headbands and things because you know that's what she did. And um, there was one woman who said, 
you know, it's the little joys that you have to find every day. And I said, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more with you. It is like I have major depression disorder and it's a lot of, you know, mental health, like a lot of people don't understand that having depression and being depressed can, you know, two completely different things. And um, one thing that really helps me, no matter how wonderful my life is going, you know, it doesn't change the depression. Um, But the one thing that I always say to anyone and myself, remind myself, is the little joys. you got to find them every day. Every day they'll keep you alive, you know, and that's why I have dogs. That's why I have plants. That's why, you know, I read um, and talk to people and always looking. And having a good sense of humour, I think, really helps with, um, with, you know, the losses of, of, of people and the losses of humanity and the losses of things that um, having someone say to you, it's the little joys or, and you're like, yeah, it really is. Find a little one, just a little sliver every day, every day. It's just the, the only way we can get through right now, definitely. And yeah. with you mentioning dogs, I think that's a great transition to I, w- I want to talk about dogs with you because sure. you All are day. the dog you are the dog lady you yep. have been fostering dogs for okay how, how long you, over a decade has it been I'm trying to think it now. has over a decade it's probably yeah it was about 2011 I started so wow. yeah way over and yeah back up in Sydney and then when I moved to Melbourne I brought three dogs with me lost one within a couple of weeks started trying to foster and realized I'd had burnout. So um, that was a really good realization. I got it in time, mm-hmm. um, had maybe two years off and I'm back. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, started again a couple of months ago and straight back into it. Nothing changes. I mean, the, the actual um, premise of my fostering is the same, but um, the, Oh, what's the word? The where they're coming from has is definitely yeah. different. When I was in Sydney, I used to foster for a place called Pause and Recover, which mm-hmm. was started by a police woman who worked at the uh, Kings Cross Police Station. She's constantly being called out to domestic violence or um, homophobic bashings or um, overdoses of drugs or you know Sorry, things like that. My, my dog's barking. They're just like, oh, you're talking about dogs? This is about me then. Let them bark, yes. Why are you talking? Let me show you one of my babies. Please. Hello, this is Bolin. (gasps) Hi, Bolin. Oh, you can't hear me, but. Hi, darling. Kiss. Bolin. Beautiful. He is a skipper key. He's a beautiful little nugget. A skipper key? A skipper key, yes. Wow. So we got got him and his sister. Oh, actually, okay. I am definitely going to interrupt because you need to see his sister, Cora. Yes, please. She is the Make sure you keep thing. all of this in as well, by the way. Absolutely. Because people this will love it. <gasps> is, that, is that not just the same dog? <laughs> no, it's Cora. And look, she doesn't have a tail. <laughs> oh, no, my Jenny. goodness. So look, kind of like a pom they are, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, kind beautiful. Of, her, like a her, face reminds me of like a, her face reminds me of like a fruit bat of some sort. But... Yes, a fruit bat. I love yeah. bats. How beautiful are bats? And anyone that tries (laughs) to say bats are frightening, it's like, mate, 
get up close to them and see how fucking cute they are because they uh-huh. are sweethearts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, incredible I animal. Yes. Oh, yeah. They get a pet now. They have such a bad rap now. But um. But yeah. No, I've had these two since um, January, and we adopted them from this owner who. It was really sad. She had this big, massive backyard. It was this beautiful big house, but she was only able to like see them and cuddle with them for like once a fortnight, and because she had a baby and a new business and stuff. But they are the most. They. they these two aren't even lap dogs. They will, they will, they become a scarf around you and on your chest. So it just stole. I used uh, to have a pomeranian. I used to put him around my neck and call him my stole, <laughs> and say so when he dies, yes. I'll I'll get him skinned and wear him oh like God. a fox. But <laughs> once he actually died, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it now. <laughs> but yeah, they're good to stoles when they're alive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh. good, good to good to keep the chest warm. Yes. Yeah, and they they are in the home of their lives now. Those two. So mm. I'm so glad that you've got them. That's really wonderful to see. Yeah, they're just oh. Beautiful, beautiful. We got them after um one of our other dogs passed away, so they've just been just. I remember just we yeah. had lots of conversations, and it was incredibly heartbreaking. Yeah, and it is heartbreaking. It's things that you sometimes just never get over. You get through, mm. but you can never get over like the loss no. of a soulmate like that. You know. Yeah. 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 There's definitely still moments I have like guilty moments, and then I think, am I too? Like you, you probably have this because you've gone yep. and fostered many dogs, had many dogs. Like you think, am I too happy right now? Like, is it bad that I'm too happy when I should be oh, still I sad, know. grieving? My I know. Yeah. Well, you know what I say and people say to me, what would your dog think if they saw mm-hmm. you not being as happy as you can be with a new dog? Like they just want you to be, they want, they, dogs are the only things in the world that love you more than you love yourself. So that's what gets me through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I know my, my dogs, my beautiful departed dogs would not want to see me sad ever. So for them, I try to stay as happy as, you know, and have you ever watched that movie, those movies, the dog's journey and, all of those. Mm, I can't. I can't do those. I, Marley and me was enough for me. I was crying my eyes out. Marley with that. and me was was hard, but no, the mm. dog's journey. There's two of them. There's okay. or three of them, and the kid grows up through like different actors. But yeah. I didn't think I could do it, and I watched it on a plane because <laughs> it was the only thing <laughs> that oh, was yeah. kind of remotely good um, on offer, and I was like. Maybe I was in a bad headspace and I decided to fuck myself up a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it didn't. I was like, oh, I didn't really? know it was like this. Um, it was the, it, it, they are some of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. They are an Aww. homage to the dog. Like they are yeah. all about making the world realize how great dogs are because you don't see any deaths, which is great, but you just see. Um, the soul go to another and then it's the same voice and eventually over two movies this dog the soul of his original dog finds him again but it goes the storyline is brilliant how it goes you know and it makes you cry happy tears yeah the whole thing like you really do 
um, see how short a dog's life can be as it is rather than as a really heartbreaking thing and how many dogs come in your life. It's, it, it's, it, it kind of does that for you. It says, this is why you have so many dogs because we're such special little beings. We can't be around for too long, but we often reincarnate. So yeah. I highly recommend Dog's Journey and there's another one. I can't remember what they are, but it's the ones with Dennis Quaid in them. Oh, okay. So yeah. watch them. Anyone listening that has thought they couldn't watch these movies, they will make you smile. And and if you're a proper dog lover like we are, mm. you'll you'll love them. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's on my list. When I'm in need of a good cry. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. on my list. Great. And speaking of a good cry and dogs... I don't know about you, but you know when someone, say, mentions a previous dog that you had or something like that, and you just feel when you're past the morning stage, you feel like a little sense of happiness because you're just like, oh, I get to speak about them. I get to tell someone about something funny that they used to do or a good story. If it's okay with you, I would like to go through some of your fur babies. And if you can tell me, like, say, like a funny thing they used to do or a funny story, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. That would be lovely. Because I just know, I always just, like, um, there's this dog I used to have named Hugo. Beautiful, chunky West Highland Terrier. And whenever my partner brings him up, even though he, he's never met him, I just always just feel this sense of joy. I just like, yes, I get to talk about him. I just want to keep his story alive. Keep, you know, mm. wanting to tell people about him. So yeah, I thought good. I'd do that with you and your Please. Phone that would be yes. wonderful. So firstly, I want to know about the one that loved to hump Labradors, Oscar. Oh, Oscar. He would Oscar. hump their heads too. <laughs> do you remember back? Do you remember back when it was a really big thing to have memes where owners would put signs around their dog's head like, I ate shit at the park or I, you know, I bit the postman's bum as he was leaning over or I took took a toy from a child. (laughs) I did one and it said on Oscar and I, and he looked so guilty and I got this perfect (laughs) shot of him and it says I like to hump dogs' heads. He he was a I got him at four and he hadn't been spayed yet. So he yeah. was humping because of testosterone. Mm. And once I got him spayed, it it slowed it down, but not much, because it was a yeah. habit by then. It was more of a um what is it? Ter- not territorial, like it was a you know, I'm better than you kind of thing. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he 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 used to drive people insane because I just used to <laughs> laugh all the time and go, yeah. he's just doing dog behaviour. And they're like, but my dog. I'm like, your dog's fine. Your dog's <laughs> fine. Like he's not going to hurt them. Yeah, no, so, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with a bit of 69, okay? Nothing no, wrong that's that. right. Yeah. That's right. He would go missionary. <laughs> he'd go doggy. He'd go. He'd Aww, do it any way he he's could. He's Yeah, yeah. There you go. You, ra- you raised a good verse one. Well done. Yep. That's a proud mother Thank right you. there. Thank yeah. you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. The other one, the crazy one, Leo. <gasps> Leo. What was Leo like? What's a funny story of Leo? Oh, funny. Leo was a humper. He used to hump pillows. So he had his own song called Hump Dog. Um, but <laughs> Leo... <laughs> 
Wait, wait, like a song you made up or like Yeah, hump. Oh. Hump, 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 hump that pillow. Hump, hump. Yeah, hump, hump that pillow. So, yeah, <laughs> me and Angie used to sing it to him while he was humping. And he was oh, a bit I deaf, so he that. had actually no idea that we were singing it. But and he was very focused. So, but we <laughs> loved it for ourselves. Uh, funniest story about him was the relationship that him and Angie had. It was like yeah. I had two children, and they really love hated each other. And she used to call him Leon <laughs> because. Yeah. She just thought he was such a rat bag of a dog and she like truly, truly hated him and loved him, (laughs) but truly hated him in that sibling sense. Mm -hmm. And she used to look at me like she was my daughter and I was her mother. The way she would look at me was like, mum, why are you not doing (laughs) anything about this? (laughs) which used to just make me laugh more and more. But I never forget Angie sending me a a video of her on the toilet. Leo was very old by this point. So he was quite blind. (laughs) God, I wish I could find this video. It's so good. So she's on the toilet. Yeah. What? Okay, okay. A blind dog and person on the toilet. I just can, I can yep. already sense what's going to happen. All right, sorry, go. I need to know. Well, he, just, to know. he just comes in and she's like, oh, Leon, you know, kind of like, and starts videoing him. Yeah. Because, you know, she she was always videoing everything. Yeah. Um, He's just smelled, that's not Evie. So turned around and as he's leaving, just stops and wheezes. Never copped his leg, just weed standing there. And she goes, oh, it's all on the video. You can hear her. And then he just kept walking. She's like, you, oh, my, Leon. (laughs) It was the best because she sent it to me. It's so funny because, I I mean, I may have been up in my bedroom, like, because we have one of those long houses. So... It, it was brilliant because the back door was not two metres away. Like, you know, oh but he was at that God. point in his life um, where I normally would keep a nappy on him, like I'd wrap yeah. the nappy around him like a belly band, just a human nappy. So, and, yeah. <laughs> or I was about to start doing that. I don't know. I'll have to, I have to find that video. If I find it, I'll send it oh, to you. Please, please do. Oh my God. I can just imagine it. <laughs> Bloody Leon. Oh, also, look, animals are petty. And that I think that's why I connect with them, especially dogs and cats, so much. They are petty. They know when they're doing something just to piss you yeah. off. It's amazing. Oh, he used to, he knew how much Angie hated him. <laughs> so he, he used to really push her buttons. Yeah. And I couldn't train him. Like, he, I got him at eight. He was completely untrainable. Yeah. Bite you, bite you, bite anyone. He was just a shit of a dog. Wouldn't stop barking. <laughs> just a shit of a dog. And I adored him because he was my baby. Yeah. He used to lie yeah. on his back for me and I would give him a kettle, a cuddle and a kiss and then he'd bite me. I have scars from... And he I, sounds like a cat. He sounds like a yes, cat. He was a cat dog. Yeah, you know how some cats mm. are dog cats? Mm-hmm, he was a cat mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. yeah. He had his own... <laughs> attitude he was like you know like a cat fuck you yeah literally just literally just it's leo's world and you're just living in it 
pretty just much, living in it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay another dog and i have to ask is this okay if we keep going because i just don't i don't want to upset because i know some people bringing back memories of the dog it, it depends on the day some days you're like oh i love talking about it then other days you're just like oh yeah. my god it's just yeah it's a day by day thing yeah no it's great yeah all good i want to know about ace the assassin (gasps) (laughs) all right ace is still alive (laughs) and he is with my friends christy and cam and they adopted him and that's how i got to know them um and it it was the funniest thing is that the woman who ran the agent, the adopt, like, rescue, she was like, there's no way these rich people are going to put up with him because he's such a nightmare of a dog. He just barked all the time. Like, you know the bitey whities That's what I call Maltese and Shih Tzus and all those kind of things. Ooh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. He was one of those. And his name was Ace the Assassin because he, <laughs> he came into our care after his owner fell over him. And went into hospital and never came out again. So that's why my macabre, inappropriate humour, of course, calls him Ace the Assassin. They've kept his name, Ace. They've never called him the Assassin, but they've kept his name. So he's now completely deaf and he's good with sight, but he's just had cancer and it didn't look good at all. But he... Absolutely, like uh, the legend that he is, completely turned it around com- and is cancer-free, has a great prognosis, yes. like unbelievable. Oh, and he's about 15 now, so wow. he's still living and they oh. still send me videos and photos regularly of him. And when I see him, because they've always called me Mama Evie to him and before his hearing went he knew who Mama Evie was if they said it but now when he sees me you know what dogs are like they just have to smell you and they're like oh I remember so yeah funny story (laughs) for him is if you kept him in on his back and you tickled his belly if you stopped his arms would go up to make you do it again oh and so I used to tickle him and stop and his arms would go up and I would, so while I was tickling, I'd go, put your hands up in the air, put your hands up in the air. And I'd stop and he'd go, like his, his arms would go up. So it was perfect. It was great. And they, they took it on and they, they, they've kept it going, hands up in the air. I love it so much. You're so much like me in the sense that you just make up songs for everything. Yeah. I do that too. Like whenever I, I feed, whenever I feed my babies, if it's in the morning, I'm just like, oh, who wants food? Food, 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 food. I get every yeah. single morning. My poor it's, partner, he's like trying to slowly wake up, and he just hears me in the kitchen, just doing a singing. Singing. And dance. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with it, and I have dance and dogs song, dance and dance and dance and dogs. So we dance every morning to music, and Sissy yes. knows how to do it. She gets a butt out, and you know. She's yes. a bit uncoordinated, but no judgment. <laughs> Sorry. No, she's asleep. She didn't hear me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So singing to dogs, I don't know many people who don't. Mm. You know, are you really a good dog owner if you don't sing yeah. to your dog? They That's love the it. They love it when you're singing to them. Love it. And the good thing is, because they're not kids and they don't know what's a bad word or a good word, you can be sure. like singing to them being like, 
You're a little shithead, shithead, shithead. Yeah, You're a little shithead. What did you that's do? Right. That's what I think. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying to a woman yesterday who came to look at the new one that I've got. Um, mm. She's like, is it okay to change their name? And I went, yes. I said, you can go call them dickhead as long as you go in a really nice way. Dickhead. <laughs> and they all looked up at me. I went, see? Call them anything you want. Yes. I don't care. That's, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I think, oh, that's another thing. You're not a real pet owner if you don't often call your pets by a name that's not even their name. Like, my cat's name's Aurora, but she only listens to me if I call her slut. Like, yeah. <laughs> Slut's yeah. good. It's a yeah, great slut. one. It it's is. It's a great one. All my dogs, and the, and the fosters get into it pretty quickly, Um because it's a collective when we're out in the park I go bubbies and that means everyone come bubbies 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 yeah who you got there they all they all look and they're just like yeah Audie come here Audie Audie hello you I don't know what your name is but I think it's going to be Vula oh yeah I am the lady that met her yesterday, come here, Bubby. Or you don't want to come up. Do you want to come up? Say hi. No, just a bit camera shy. That's okay. No, yeah, that's Autumn. Autumn is mine, Cavalier. Yeah. She sometimes doesn't like to be picked up. Mm. It, I, I don't know what's going on. Do you, you know, she's, but I'll pick up the new. Oh, da- oh she it's looks not- like my, she looks like my <laughs> Dolce. Oh. Hi, Bubby. She looks like so my Dolce sweet. when we um, rescued her like fifteen plus years ago. Like, oh, she's look gorgeous. at this haircut. Can you see how bad it is? Like, she's got a oh. cardigan on, but look at how bad the pound. Wow. <laughs> so I put the cardigan on because oh, bless her. <laughs> it makes her look a bit better. But they've shaved all around her eyes, and oh my god, they've clipped this, but not th- like they've clipped this, but not this. What? There's all this short, short this side, really long on this side. (laughs) Like, what is going on? But oh my god, I'd say they've just clipped all the matting. She was a stray. She stinks still. I've got to give her another bath, but I'm not going to subject her to that Mm. too much. Um, she's. (laughs) <laughs> popped a straight in a warm bath when we yeah. got her yet when I got her yesterday but and she was so sweet and so adorable because she stank yeah poor and darling. it's gonna take I reckon three baths to get that stink to go yeah. it's like a fruity yeast smell so oh yeah I'm gonna mm. have to uh, she goes to the vet tomorrow I'm gonna say like what 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 shall I put on her, her skin because mm. you know She's just a baldy under that cardigan yeah. at the moment. So, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Shaken. Oh, oh, that just, oh. That's always making me teary because, yeah, she almost looks exactly like my Dolce when we first rescued her because when we rescued her, she was just on, like, a metre-by-metre balcony uh, in the sun day after day when we oh. got her. And she literally looked exactly like that, just scared, and just very nippy because she didn't know she was just very scared she used to wee if we ever picked up a newspaper but then she became the most 
beautiful, beautiful dog. Just that's, oh. that's what I love the most. Yeah. Just when the world really lets you down, mm. you know, you meet beautiful people who are really making a difference and they can be the tiniest of differences to a tiny little soul like that, you know, and it just gives you that there, you know, there's your little glimmer of joy for the yeah. day. That's why I love, you know, going and looking at Dodo or just videos of dogs. My friend said to me the other day, how do you go with all of this going in your brain? Like, you know, when you're researching stuff and mm. I said dog videos, that's what I do. <laughs> I take breaks and not just dog videos, cat videos, mm. kid video, kids getting hurt. No. <laughs> Although kids getting kids getting like say like if a, if a dog's running and it just knocks over a kid that will never not be funny. Never. <laughs> it will never, never. not be funny. So um, yeah, no dogs and cats. Anything you know? I'm really into prairie dogs at the moment, and I really wish they were a thing in Australia. But wait, what are they, they are called? Prairie. prairie dogs. What's that? And you know that video, Alan, 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 yeah, Alan. Yeah. That's a prairie dog. Ah. Oh. And That's amazing. People in America have them as pets. Really? Which they probably shouldn't be. America. Yeah. Um, and they, fuck, I wish I could have a, a monkey, a prairie dog, <laughs> a, um, like a, a, a hedgehog. I'd love a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you shouldn't have. And I will never have. have. God, I love to have one. (laughs) Love to have one each. Yeah. (laughs) You know, which. Yeah. I never will, so. That's. Yeah, you know what? That's your pop culture. Is just looking at TikTok videos of animal videos, which I just love. That that's me as well. Wait, have you gone into the side of TikTok of um? Oh, okay. I'm gonna mention some. You're probably already follow these. So like, there's the person that does the the there's the rating of dogs each week. There's this oh my guy God. and he rates so, dogs. I love it. Always gives them at least 12 out of 10. Always. He's never given them. Le- and I love when he gets like a dog that looks like a panda. And it says, this is a dog website. We can't review pandas. <laughs> I love, I, I always oh. thought it was a kid. I yeah. don't know why. I just always, yeah. and I still, even though I've seen who does it now, I, to me, it's still just a, a 12-year-old boy that just fucking loves dogs and gives them all 12 to 13 out of 10. You know, when you get it 14 out of 10, you know, he's really yeah. impressed with his dog. So, yeah, yes. the joy of Rate My Dog yeah. is one of the best um, laughs or just the – yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. Such a brilliant idea. Another idea that I'm just so mad that I didn't think about it myself is this Aussie family. They've their videos are going viral recently. They hold family meetings every single week, and it's like a work meeting, and they like go through each dog and cat and be like, um, what is it? Oh, uh, like like say it go like, okay, so Fluffy, you have been very snuggly this week. However, you did pee on the bed, so you are ineligible for employee of the week. Oh and then, like, God. go down and play of the week. 
I will have to send you the video. Yes, it send is the it most beautiful, funniest thing ever. I'm obsessed. Oh. I'm just going to send you a bunch of dog videos now. Yes, just please. Word of warning. That's, that's why yes, our relationship please. has become. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. Yeah. That, that's how I connect with, with people is just through sending TikTok videos. That's just that. Oh, that's woman after my own heart. <laughs> so we should probably be good and probably switch to some pop culture stuff because mm-hmm. you know, it's a pop culture podcast, even though dogs is pop culture in our world. Yep. Because you, my dear, are in the world of pop culture yourself. You are a public figure. Yep. You were on Gogglebox. Yeah. You were on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah. And you were on Deadlock. Yeah. I did not know that you were going to be on Deadlock. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know no, how I didn't I tell missed... anyone. I did a t- tiny little story and hashtag Deadlock, but no one knew what that was, so no one paid any attention. I literally was when watching I was filming. It. I was watching it and it was when it was when you were in the car, like in the front seat, and I was just like, I know that bitch. Wait, 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 yeah. I know that bitch. Wait, and I was like <laughs> screaming at my partner. I'm just like, pause it, pause it, pause it. I know that bitch, I know that bitch, I know that bitch. I do that all the time whenever I'm watching TV movies with anyone. I'm just like, wait, 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 I know this person, I know this person. It's just like, <laughs> of course you do, they're an actor. They're not in just this thing. How did this happen? I must know what it was like because it's it was an incredible tv show i know incredible they did I such knew a great it was job going to be and i was just so glad to be a part of it i was actually auditioned i was asked to audition so just <gasps> incredibly lucky oh. I, I auditioned for the role of kath you know the vet in mm-hmm, it who's mm-hmm. married to dulcie and got right down to me and alicia and wow. i don't even think alicia knows that but I did um, chemistry test with Kate Box and everything and mm-hmm. um, the Kates, McLennan and McCartney, they were lovely. Um, it was up to them, obviously. They created and wrote the show and the casting agent told me that I didn't get it. Um, it went to the other <laughs> and I said, <laughs> who is it? Can I ask? And she said, oh, I can't. we can't say because, you know, until it's announced. She said, but I promise you, you will be fine with who it has gone to. And when I found out it was Alicia Gardner, I was like, yes, yes. So it was (laughs) extremely disappointing for me. Um, But at the same time, I would have had to play a whole eight episode, eight, six month acting relocation role you know the Mm. first scene between Alicia and Kate is a sex scene and yeah that's that would have been really big for me to do um as a non-actor so I think I would have done it but Alicia is such you know a professional and you know it would have just been another great role for her that there was a sense of Someone's looking out for me because I could have <laughs> fucked this whole show up for these amazing people. I don't think I would have, but I could have. So I, <laughs> I'm kind of like, as far as roles go, that being your first role may have been a little bit too much. So yeah. I just let it go. It was all done, done and dusted. Right toward, right six months later, they're still filming. Like it was supposed to be a three-month wow. shoot. But 
what I learned was the Kates are um, control freaks and mm. by their own admission and they just changed things constantly and they really were amazing at getting the show to be brilliant mm-hmm. and standing their ground. So um, they, I've gotten this call I think from the casting agent or my manager saying are you available like within the next two days to fly to Tasmania and film a really small role on deadlock and I was like yeah fuck yeah what is it I don't care (laughs) whatever it is I'll do it and then they sent me through it took ages actually to get the script and I mean, the script is tiny oh, for me, but yeah. you know, I don't even have a name. I'm just the air tasker. <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant because I have trained in acting 30 years ago. I've yeah. still got, so I gave her a backstory, I gave her a name, gave her, you know, a, where she lives and all that kind of thing, which is something that they teach you in acting school to do, that. to really, you know, become a character, no matter how small, like no characters are too small to mm-hmm. um, give them an entire backstory, and I could not agree more. But um, unbeknownst to me, and it wasn't until I got there filming the second episode, which was number eight, I was in number five as well. Mm. Kate McCartney was directing that one, and so I'd filmed that second. So that's the car scene, and she said, "You know me and Kate." filmed this already it's all was all in the can the two characters the air taskers so me and my son they were both filmed and recorded and starred the Ah. two kates and they hated it so much when they saw themselves they said they they to quote them said they stunk up the screen (laughs) and they were so disappointed that they let their egos come in and kind of go, <laughs> we should be in this. We should definitely be in this show. Because yeah. once they saw, they were like, oh, God, that just, no. So they said we needed to recast it really quickly and redo the, um, like, who who would be great characters? And they thought, oh, what, there's, Kate McCartney has a um, a neighbour and she said, your character is, is on based on her. So, and I told her, I said, okay, I've given my character a name and a backstory and I told her, and she goes, oh, my God, that's my neighbour. <laughs> she said, you've done really well. So that's awesome. I loved oh. it and, and it was great. But I, You know, knowing that, I was like, oh, I've really got to see your role now, but not that I ever have. But mm. um, so I was just so glad to lose out but yet be a part of it in some way. So very, very chuffed. Um, to, and they were so happy with my work and it's – such a tiny role but I've had such amazing (laughs) feedback that I'm like more I need more acting roles because that's what I want to do I want to do acting um I've just done a role for channel seven seven mate for Paulie Fennick's new show which is a local council um you know the fat pizza guy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and um and I've just seen the first episode of that and I'm in two episodes of that and I didn't know which episodes I was in but I am in the first one and it's great I sent it to my manager and went, look at this. She goes, really good. Oh. And I was like, I know. Get me more <laughs> acting roles. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Like, the two things I love, firstly, is that, like, such a good ex- just such a good first experience because you hear so many stories of people being like you know like all well, the first gig they did it was terrible like you know that people weren't nice to them and stuff like that but that's good that your first 
acting role was such a good experience. You got to work with the Kates. Like, you got to work with so many amazing, Amazing. hilarious actors that are just fabulous. Incredible. And second thing as well, what I just love is that you're 50, is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. 50. 51 next month. Yes, 51 (laughs) next month, yes. (laughs) I love that so much... You're you're just showing people that you can enter a different type of career, a different type yeah. of like aspect of where you want to go with your career yeah. at any stages in life. Like, I think that's just so ch- such a beautiful thing to see because so often people just think, oh, if you want to get into acting, you got to get into it when you're younger, and if you yep. don't get it by a certain age, and you're never going to yep. get into it. It's just like you can just get into any type of career, yeah, any time in life, and any time. Freaking love that. Bloody yeah, that. and anyone that tells you you can't, just tell them to fuck off. My mm-hmm. mother, my dear departed mother, died in 2016, and one of her favourite sayings, which she used to say to me all the time, was, well, you're not dead yet, darl. When I'd say, I can't do that, and she'd go, well, you're not dead yet, darl. Or I'll never get to do that. And she'd go, oh, you're not dead yet, darl. She would always <laughs> say it, and it's become an inspirational quote for me. You're not dead yet, darl. So what are you doing and I say it to people all the time. What are you doing? Go for it. You might mm-hmm. fail. Who cares? You're all exactly. going to die. <laughs> We're all dying. <laughs> Do it. Oh, it's so morbid, but so true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It's real. So we are sadly nearing the end of the recording. Now, normally with my guests... We like to do a would you rather pop culture wise. Mm-hmm. However, on this occasion, I feel like I just need to talk about one thing and one thing only because we are nearing Christmas time. We are nearing Christmas time and certain Christmas movies are very popular around this time. <laughs> Don't. You're killing me. I just want to talk about one thing. Two words. Two words, my dear. No, don't say them. Love Actually. Oh, my God. Worst film ever made. (laughs) Hate, actually. Hate that film. It is so bad. And I'm so glad it's finally getting its comeuppance. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. we're getting our comeuppance. I'm getting my comeuppance. It's getting its comeuppance. Finally, Mm -hmm. the world is seeing it for the piece of garbage, misogynistic crap that it is and was because it was so bad and at the time I was looking around like am I being pranked like I was told by so many people to go and see this movie like it was good like Mm. is am I the only one seeing how bad this movie is but apparently (laughs) not I was at the time didn't hadn't met anyone else who hated that movie as much as I until I met Kitty Flanagan. And then I was like, oh, my God. And we still bond over that hatred. Oh, I um, love that. But, yeah, like people have done massive deep dives, people much better than me who have done that research, given it to us for free, broken it down, explained why the movie is so bad and such a dangerous um 
theme, you know, there's just so many dangerous themes in it that in today's culture we get in the whole Me Too and the whole, you know, all of that stuff, we get it and not ever realising that that movie was an absolute shit bomb and now, but, you know, people love it and I know people who watch it and as a family or as a, um, you know, nostalgic thing and I'm like, great but oh really like you know we all thought Bill Clinton was good once as well like you know we all like Johnny Depp once as well you know we can change these things. you can you know there's an old movie called there's an old Christmas movie called what a wonderful life or something like that like go oh. all the way back and watch that and change it change it to the you know yeah my friend's yeah. <laughs> dad watches Danny Deck chair every Christmas. Has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. Uh, wasn't even a very good movie, but his dad watches it every Christmas day. And I just think more of that. Great yes. movie. No one's ever heard of it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that. See, now I used to be a big, massive Love Actually fan. And it wasn't until recent years. Because, you know, when it gets to Christmas time, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And it just slowly creeped more and more. I was just like, this is really bad. This is misogynistic, very fatphobic. And, but to be honest, what actually pushed me over the line of just like, I really don't like this, is my partner. So my partner, beautiful Dan, love him to bits. He is a complete and utter film nerd, just like me. And he was really, really struggling with Love Actually. And we were watching it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, the misogyny and the sexism. It's horrible. The, the fat phobia, it's horrible. And he's just like, yeah, babe, but also the ableism. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? And so he's autistic. And he was talking about how awful the portrayal of disability in family dynamics and how they made out as if, like, oh, if you have a family member that has a disability they're seen as a burden they're seen as oh yep. they're they're ruining your love life and he was just like yep. was that character even disabled or anything like that and he was and yeah it just gave me a really interesting perspective and about like how it actually is really ableist the way they just portray disability in a sense that it's just seen as an inconvenience and yep. that it ruins people's lives and stuff like that did you also notice that in the movie because you're someone that has also been in disability support work. I've, I'm also a disability support worker. Did you see that as also an issue that you spotted? Yeah, I saw the whole thing as an issue. That mm. whole movie, they called that woman fat. She was the chubby one and the mm. fact that um, Laura Linney's character had um, a brother who had some kind of a disability. We didn't know what. Or mental health issues. Mm. We didn't know what. Um, all we knew is that he really, you know, she she wasn't going to look after him, but she also, oh, it was a very weird relationship that made no sense to me and yeah. is, you know, there was no boundaries. There was no, like it was just, oh, it was all, it was so badly written, the show, that yeah. I, I couldn't believe people fell for it. Like I was like, this is such bad script writing that, and there's you know, nothing's been thought about properly here. And that little twelve-year-old kid, or however old kid, having an adult <laughs> conversation with Liam Neeson, and yes. like people <laughs> fell for that and thought it was really adorable. It's like, 
No, and no, running through an airport like that. Sorry, that is so illegal. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little black kid, I tell you right now. I was just like, if that was a person of colour, that would be a whole different story. That would be in the news. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And he was like so in love with the black girl and he was like, oh, diversity casting 101 it's like oh fuck off like Uh, it's just all so it was trying so hard to yeah it was offensive it's it's still an offensive movie and if you love it fill your boots but (laughs) watch it watch it through that lens yeah and um, i'm sorry to have ruined it for you if you're listening and i've ruined it for you but i'm not sorry (laughs) there's so many better movies out there all right, so what Christmas movies would you recommend for people? Because this is going to be coming out near the Christmas end of the year. What 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 recommend what recommendations of Christmas joy would you tell the listeners? Um, what movie do I like for Christmas? I oh. love some Die Hard. It sounds very yeah. Sad. I've never seen Die Hard. I've <gasps> got to watch it. It's actually but I'm waiting really good to watch it with someone that maybe hasn't seen it as well because there's not many mm. people that haven't. Yeah. Um, you know what? Every New Year's Eve, so I'm going to go this movie and bring it forward because okay. it's not a Christmas film, but I watch it every single New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, and it's something I think you could probably watch for Christmas time as well. It's um, the You Can't Stop the Music featuring the village people. and. Oh. A Caitlyn Jenner back when she was Bruce Jenner yeah. um, as the lead role in it. Yeah. It's still one of the best movies. It's so bad, but it's so cringely <laughs> camp and great and the music's yeah. incredible and every year it ages better because mm. of, you know, the village people. They, no one knew they were gay. Like you weren't allowed to be gay then and they were just so flamboyant and – Every year I watch it, I think, oh, God, this is great. I can't believe they did this movie like that, you know, people watched this movie and had no idea that they were clapping on such, you know, LGBTQI um, celebration. That yeah. And every year you watch it and every year I watch it and I think it, it, it ages better and better and better. So it's good. Yeah. And they actually had a guy playing the Indian in The Village People who was an actual Indian. And I think that was (laughs) just never happens. That's saying something for for a movie that of that like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That that's how low our standards were back then. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, I hope he was an Indian. God, maybe he wasn't. Oh my god. I'm gonna find that out, actually. Yeah, fact check. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my dear, we are nearing the end of the podcast. It Thank has been you. such a joy having you on. What would you like to plug, promote? Where else can people find you to hear all your things about the darkness of the world and then about dogs? <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram, Evie underscore Jones. Um, my podcast is Two Girls, One Pod, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, but I'd like to just, you know, give a shout out that if you don't follow Grassroots Indigenous profiles, there's so many on Instagram, um, go and have a look at the people I follow um, in my list and you'll find a heap of them. Um, 
I think with what's just happened recently, I think um, all those people who voted no, it would be really great for you to put your money where your mouth is Mm -hmm. and start really, you know, really listening to their voices as much as you don't want them to have a voice but you say that you do in other ways I don't know how it much easier we could have made it for you um but yeah go and listen to their voices then yeah highly highly recommend yes everyone do that we need to continue our support we cannot back down right now and yeah into the rest of 2023 into the new year we need to keep pushing our support through and keeping loud and yeah having a voice for the voiceless yeah right mm-hmm. yeah yeah well thank you but for yes. having me on thank you so much for coming on to the show i really really appreciate it and i adore you and you are just word of warning you're just gonna get a lot of dms now of dog videos now you're yes, very welcome please. i need that family <laughs> has the meetings that's the first oh first protocol please absolutely absolutely i will send it to you while i eat my lunch and i have fur babies surrounding me that is on my agenda mm-hmm. good yes <laughs> oh well, thank well, you so much for having me on i can't wait to um listen and thank thank you so much for coming on it's just been such a pleasure just meeting you in person actually talking to you because i feel like i've just been listening to you for all these years watching you on gogglebox i'm a celebrity and then on the podcast with angie it's just been such a such a joy having you here thank, thank you, lovely. you. Thank thanks you. demi thank you beautiful humans for listening to this episode of feeling nostalgic I definitely got very, very teary during my interview with Evie Jones, just talking about our previous fur babies and how much we just still love them and think about them. And it was just, it was just beautiful just to be able to talk about our fur babies because as I said earlier on the show, it's when a pet that you love and that's part of the family passes away, it's nice being able to talk about them because it honestly just feels like just like yesterday that they were with you. So I'm sorry if I'm sorry if this episode was a bit teary for some people, but it was just such a beautiful conversation with Evie Jones. It really, really was. If you had fun today, if you got teary today, if you enjoyed our chat, if it was a good distraction from the world that we are currently living in right now. As always, there are three ways you can support the show leave a rating and review hit the big follow button and tell others about the show tell your nan tell your hairdresser tell your parasocial friends on tiktok tell your pets tell them all about it for another dose of some throwback chat do be sure to tune in next week on feeling nostalgic where my guest and i talk all things taylor swift and body positivity Say hi to your mum for me. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land. We also pay our respects to elders past and present. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land.